This is the Katars Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 5, Episode 10. Relationships are sacred. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Katars Podcast. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Got some time for yourself? I hope that we can enjoy some time together and that you'll find this episode helpful and relaxing and enjoyable in your day. So I'd like to start by saying a massive thank you to our sponsor for the Catos podcast, the Masterclass Sessions. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on the next Masterclass Session. Uh, the best people in the world are what they do. They give Masterclasses. You can go and watch recordings or you can watch them live. You can meet them. You can ask them questions. They're brilliant. And if you send a quick message on social media, just like or comment something that you like about our podcast at the moment, or send me an email to michael at catahollas.co.uk, you'll be entered into a draw, and once a month, we're giving out a free membership for a whole year to the Masterclass sessions. Last month was my good friend Sam, and we'll be drawing out a new winner very soon, so if you'd like that to be you, just click on the link in the show notes. And while you're there, you can also click on the link to buy my new book, Loving Leadership, it's out now. It's the best thing I've ever written, and it's forming the basis for what we're going to be talking about today. So at the moment in this season, what we're doing is we're looking at my first book and my second book, and we're looking at expanding and complementing the material. So today's episode is all about chapter four in the book. So remember, if you've not read the book, don't worry, there's no spoilers in this. I'm not going to be going through material in the book. I'm going to give you some hopefully complementary, useful stuff that goes a bit deeper in some of the concepts, so I'm not going to spoil anything. And today is all about, chapter four is relationships are sacred. Relationships are sacred. So we're going to take some time to think today about your relationships in your life and how we can hopefully help them to be meaningful and enjoyable. So you might be familiar with the word sacred, you might not. Uh, It originally had religious connotations, so it doesn't need to have those these days. And I, I wrote relationships are sacred to me as a way of saying they're so special. They're so, so important. Relationships are everything. And when I was looking around definitions for the word sacred, because it might mean a different thing to you, these are some of the ones that came up with and I I found. And listen, some of these are really interesting. Sacred could mean at the very core of existence. There's a deep one. It could mean something that has a transformative effect on your life and on your destiny. It could mean something that's worthy of worship and praise something that's a really high priority, something worthy of taking great care of. And so when I found all those definitions on different websites and people, you know, what they think it means to be sacred, I'd say what sums all that up is something that's very, very special, very special, worth taking care of, you know. And that's what I'd say our relationships are. They're worth taking care of. As a loving leader, we understand that relationships and the people, how we relate to other people and to ourselves, that's something very special. It's something that has a transformative effect. It's at the very core of who we are and what we're all about. I wanted to give you a recommendation for somebody who's very good for understanding the relational aspect of leadership, John C. Maxwell. So John C. Maxwell is a very world-famous leader. He's written lots of books, done some really good stuff. And he's got a really good quote. So I've got a quote here from him and he says, a leader without followers is just somebody taking a walk. <laughs> if you're a leader without followers, you're just somebody taking a walk. And I like that quote because it sums up the relational aspect between leader and follower. 
the follower needs the leader and the leader needs the follower. We need each other because otherwise, if you say you're a leader and nobody's in relation to you, you're just somebody taking a walk. So we're saying that everything is relational. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to take some time to talk about different types of relationships and give you some ideas, some self-reflective questions and things you can try out to help maybe improve or develop or consider the relationships that you have in your life in lots of different ways. Remember, it's never my place to tell you what to do. I wouldn't do that. It's more, as I've said before, you know, there's me and you and over 8 billion other people on the planet. Just let that sink in, 8 billion other people. So how do you relate to them? What's your relationship with them? And if you treat it as sacred as something very, very special, then hopefully it's going to help you. So I wrote in the book, and I, I truly believe um, that there's no limit to how good a relationship can be. I think we put limits on relationships. I think we we can all treat ourselves and each other better. We can raise our standards. I think we do our best, often. And I think that sometimes we just, whether we're tired, whether we give up, whether we, I don't know, for whatever reason, we don't give our best to people, and we don't give our best to ourselves. And it's not about feeling bad about ourselves, it's just I think we can raise the bar for how well we treat ourselves and how well we treat other people. So there's no limit to how good a relationship can be. It doesn't come with a pre-packaged box of instructions and levels and a charger. It comes sometimes out of nowhere and we try our best and then sometimes it can end before we want it to or somebody could leave or somebody can die. And then sometimes it can go on for years and years and years. Think about a good relationship you've got. I've got friendships that are over 25 years, and it's incredible. I've got a friend, a wonderful friend called Matthew, and I've known him since I was 10. It was 27 years ago, and when I met this guy, you know, when I was 10, nobody told me, hey, you guys are going to be friends for at least 27 years. You don't think like that, do you? You just keep hanging out together, you know? So let's look at some different ways of relating to people in business, in maybe a relationship with a partner, with children, family and friends. And let's see how we can explore this through the lens of it, relationships being sacred. So in business, oh, it's so easy. You know, if you treat your customers very, very special at the core of your business, worthy of taking care of and looking after, and that your customers can have a transformative effect on your business, well, that's business, isn't it? It's very, very simple. And we use these terms, these awful bland terms like customer service and customer experience. Well, there's people like um, Daniel Priestley starting to explore beyond that, saying things like, well, no, love is now the word for business. Now, he uses it slightly different. He says, you will buy from people, companies and brands that you love. You will only do business with people that you love. And by that, he means you have a really good experience. It's deeper than just likes. It's deeper than just preferences. So in a, in a business context, this idea of relationships being very, very special and transformative and worthy of taking care of is absolutely true. Think about it. All the streaming platforms now, it, it, people want your, uh, not just your contact details, they want your relationship, they want your contract. If you're in a business and you have, say, a relationship with an insurance company, well, they want you for 20, 30, 50 years. They want your renewal every, every month, every year. They want you to carry on doing business. It's the relationship that is very, very special. And the smart insurance people, they know that. I have a great um, person I work with, for my insurance, and he understands that. Hi Alfie, if you're listening. He understands that. It's not about premiums and, and prices. I understand there's, there's lots going on with insurance, very complicated. 
But if you've got a good relationship with the person or with the company and you're being treated well, then that inspires loyalty. Think about it in the converse where you might have had a really bad experience with a mobile phone provider or somebody provides your internet and you think, oh, they treat me so badly. It wasn't just the price, it was the hassle. And you were treated as the opposite of sacred. You were treated like a piece of dirt. You were treated like a chipped plate. You were treated like a forgotten friend, you know? So that's in business. You can see that if we understand that we need to make the effort to treat all people that come into contact with the business as very special, they are a high priority, you've got to take great care with them, yeah, they can have a transformative effect, and they're at the very core of our business. That's smart business, isn't it? I know for a fact that my business has had a transformative effect by listening to people, and they've helped improve and transform my business. This podcast is an example. If you remember, right at the start, I had somebody called Laura say, you should do a podcast. And I treated her and our relationship as worth listening to. And I took her advice on board, and here we are. If I hadn't done that, if I hadn't been open to the transformative effect coming from that person or relationship, I don't think I'd have started the podcast. So let's think about in a relationship with a partner. Well, we, when we're in a relationship with our partners through our love, they absolutely have a transformative effect on our life. They completely change our lives and our destiny, don't they? You might live in a different country because of a partner. Do we take the time to treat them as somebody worthy of you know, praise and veneration? You know, we treat them really special, not just on birthdays and celebrations but every day you know I've seen my parents be happily married for 50 years 50 years and they continue to treat each other as somebody very very special it's very very powerful so you can treat relationships as sacred in your relationship with your partner but children is another way isn't it if you have children I don't have children I'm an uncle but I can see how relationships with children are so sacred they're so special they completely transform you as a person into a parent. So you don't just like this child, or you're not just a fellow human being. You become a role, you become a mother or father. You become a stepfather, you become an uncle. We, we grow into these roles because the relationship we have with these children, with these people, helps grow us. It's very, very powerful. And in a relationship I've had with my nephews and nieces over the last nearly 20 years, it's completely change me and the more effort I've put into them the more it's transformed me for the better and the more I've treated them as a high priority and worthy of great care the better the relationship you got to put the effort in you know and then with our family and friends they can be at the core of <laughs> our existence or they can be on the periphery you know they can help bring out the best in us they can help help us just feel good you know like, you don't have to do anything. You're just great just as you are. They're the best friends. They're the best family, you know? The ones that make you feel like you're just a walking miracle. <laughs> and they're just like, you're brilliant just as you are. You ever have those friends? You can just drop the mask. You don't have to try and impress anybody. You can just talk as it is and, and they make you laugh. And you have a great time and you walk away thinking, why don't I do that more often? Why don't I see them more often? Well, it's because they help us to feel special sacred our relationship is very very special and I've really thought about this and I personally believe that if we take this idea that there's no limit to how good a relationship can be and a loving leader embraces these relationships as sacred well that's not just for 
your favourites. It can't be. It can't just be for your business customers. It can't just be for your partner. It can't just be for your family and your children. Because that won't be a lot of people. What will it be? Like a few hundred people, if that. Maybe a thousand. Maybe if you've got a really big business, a few million. But it's not everybody, is it? It's not these eight billion. How can we find a way to treat those relationships as sacred? Because we can't be a partner to everybody. We can't be best friends with everybody. So what's that relationship all about? Well, if we go back to what I said, there's no limit to how good a relationship can be. So I would kind of divide it into kind of three, really. You've got your relationship with yourself. <laughs> we all kind of inherit ourselves, don't we? And we're figuring ourselves out until the day we, we die, you know? We have a relationship with other people, like I've said, these 8 billion people. But we also have a relationship with our environment, our planet, our ecosystems, our local community, you know, nature, even just objects. So I would say that if we can treat our relationships with ourselves, with other people, with our environment as sacred, as at the core of our existence, as having a transformative effect on life as worthy of praise and veneration, as high priority, as very, very special. Well, that's where things get really exciting. So I wanted to give you something that you can try out to help you with that. In the book, I talk about an exercise called The Unlimited Heart, and I'm not going to go into that in this episode. So if you, you, know, if you want to check it out, if you read it in chapter one. But it's all about thinking that no, I can treat people better, as I've treated myself better, as I've got older and taken better care of myself, that had a knock-on effect on how well I treated other people. It's rare that I've treated myself badly and that's led to me treating other people better, you know? I've treated somebody else really bad, that's made me feel really good. Or equally, I've destroyed my environment and that's led to me feeling good about myself and vice versa. So, I wanted to give you some self-reflection questions because Relationships can be complicated, can't they? Relationships can be difficult. Relationships can be strange. You know, who am I to tell you what to do? But equally, relationships grow and adapt and evolve over time, especially with children as they grow up. Relationships with business as business change and the environment. So relationships are always changing. So I've found that self-reflection is really good as a guide for that. If you think, I've said it before, like a relationship... Like a little ship, you're in this little ship together and you're sailing somewhere, don't know where, but you need a bit of a compass, you need a bit of a guide, you need a, a, a true north, you know? So hopefully these questions can help you kind of steer yourself. So this is the first one. How do I show respect and veneration? So let's take an example of your local environment. You know, how do I show respect and veneration to my local environment? Do I go around littering? Do I go around picking up litter? You know, do I put my bins out on time? How much from respect and veneration? If you had something that was really, really important and you look after it, like a sacred object, you know? How do I show that to my local environment? How do I show love? How do you show love to your environment? I don't know. Are you making something to make it better? Are you contributing towards it? Do you spend time in the beautiful parts and just enjoy looking at it? Third one is, is my self-orientation high or low with this? Now, I got this from a fantastic book called The Trusted Advisors Field Book by Charles H. Green and Andrew P. Howe. So if you like learning about relationships and communication and trust and you want to learn and really go into depth on how to build that, check out that book. It's absolutely superb. That's where I got this idea, right? You can be self-orientated very high, meaning it's all about you. You are the centre of the universe. You are the sun. You are the heavy object. Everything revolves around you. And if you're happy doing that, great. <laughs> Carry on. But I'd suggest make the point that if you can lower your self-orientation 
and not treat yourself as the sacred thing and everybody else needs to worship you. It's more that the relationship and the other person is very, very important. It lowers that self-orientation. It doesn't make you any less important at all. It just helps them to feel important. So is my self-orientation high or low? Well, in my environment, if my self-orientation is high, I just go around doing whatever I want to do to the environment, destroying it. I don't really care. It's just an environment. But if it's low... I want to take care of it and look after it and cultivate good things towards it. Fourth one is, how do I present myself? How do I present myself to this environment? Do I show it the best of me? Do I show it the worst of me? Do I just show up and, and see what happens? And the final one is, what are my intentions? So what are my intentions towards this environment? Do I want good things for it? Do I want bad things for it? Do I not really have any intentions and never even thought about it? You can see that's just a a small, simple example in relation to the environment. But you could use this for yourself. Do I show respect and love and veneration for myself? Is my self-orientation high? Low? Do I? Is it really low? Is it too low? Could I take care, better care of myself? How do I present myself to myself? Do I see myself as somebody amazing, worth taking care of? Or do I treat myself like the, the chipped plate? <laughs> what are my intentions towards myself? Are they good? Do I want good things for myself? Have I thought about that? And then other people. Now this is, you know, for 8 billion people, do I show respect and veneration for other people? I argue you could, yeah. Anybody, just a person on the street. Show them respect and consideration. Do I show love? Yeah. You can love them as a fellow human being. <laughs> you don't have to like them, don't have to agree with them, don't have to spend time with them. But you can say, yeah, they're a human being worthy of love. Is my self-orientation high or low towards them? Well, that's simple. If someone falls over in the street, would you help pick them up? Would you walk over them? That's that's a really simple one because I've fallen over. I fell over in Manchester once, got hit by a bus, and nobody helped me up. That really hurt. It would have been nice if somebody could help me up, you know? <laughs> How do I present myself to others? Do I show them my best self? I'd make the point, yeah, it's always worth making the effort to present yourself well to people. Then what are my intentions towards other people? Are you trying to shaft them? Are you trying to help them? Are you trying to love them? Are you trying to just... Be kind to them, see what happens. So you can see that that's a really nice framework, those little five self-reflective questions. You can use it about anything, your relationship to yourself, to your environment, to anybody really. And when I try and live those questions, I, I try and come back to this idea that I feel I can treat people better. I can treat myself better. I can treat other people better. I can treat my environment better. There's no limit to how well you can do and how far you can take that. And as I've done that, as I've tried to treat my relationships as sacred at the very core of what I'm doing and what my business is all about. They have had a transformative effect. They have become my highest priority. You know, I've got clients that are friends. It's a great privilege. And they're very, very special to me. So no matter who you are and where you are right now in your life, no matter who you want to be, where you want to go, it will all be done in relation to other people and your environment. So if we take the time to treat these people, ourselves, and our environment, really, really special, worth taking care of, yeah? Just try it, see what happens. Guarantee only good stuff can come from those good intentions. So I hope you found today helpful in relation to thinking about relationships and how we can treat them really well and, and feel good in our relationships by making consistent effort, you know, and treating ourselves and other people as worthy of great respect. And just try something from today, maybe try self-reflection questions take somebody finding it really difficult having a relationship at the moment or maybe even yourself we might want to check out john c maxwell or charles h green or andrew p Howe. 
see what they've got to say on the matter. And even if you don't try anything, and you just try your best with yourself, <laughs> just know that right now, as you are, somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, take care and speak soon. Random positive fact, this is a really interesting one. Did you know apparently that the heart symbol was only first used to denote love? So you think about the heart, you think of love, in 1250, 773 years ago. I'd have thought it'd been used for a lot longer than that. <laughs>